This month, the Book Recos podcast is sponsored by the Choose Joy Club, which is a monthly membership designed to help you reconnect with your inner joy and find more of it in your everyday life. It's a wonderful space which provides monthly workshops, weekly journaling prompts, quarterly check-ins and plenty of other surprises and goodies. The Choose Joy Club gives you the tools you need to help you get to know yourself better and start inviting more joy into your life. Each month, the workshops are held over Zoom and Sophie, the founder, leads a group through the theme for the month, providing practical exercises and journal prompts and tools which will help to inspire you and create change in your life. So if you're someone who wants to incorporate more mindful practices into your life and are maybe looking for a community of people to help you on that journey and keep you accountable, then we could not recommend the Choose Joy Club enough. All of the workshops are available to watch back on demand if you can't attend live. And of course, your membership gives you access to a whole heap of wonderful tools to use throughout the month. Membership is super affordable at £25 a month, or you could sign up for the yearly price of £250 where you get two months free. Think of it like a gym membership for your mind and a place to prioritise what's most important to you. Visit www.sophiecliff.com to sign up today. All details are in the show notes. Between the pages. I'm Jess and I'm Lauren and we're the pals behind Book Recos. This is the podcast where we chat all things books and just about everything in between. Today we are recapping how October was for us, what we've been watching, reading and obviously what we reco. Want to hear about the newly released Coho and Adam Kay's latest book? Then grab a drink and sit back. How's it going, Lauren? Got any Halloween plans? I don't really like Halloween, maybe because it's just very close to my birthday and I feel like it's just a distraction from all the fun. Uh, so no, mm. that is a no from me. But I do have lots of exciting birthday celebrations coming up. What about you? Yeah, no no Halloween plans. I actually feel a bit exhausted when I see people dressing up for Halloween on social media now. In what sense? I just remember every Left year being it. like, oh, what are we all going as? Even though we were just dressing up to go to someone's house. <laughs> just, I can't believe it was such a big thing. And now it just it makes me feel tired. <laughs> I or saw uni and you'd like dress up in inappropriate clothing and just be so cold. So and cold. grim by the end of the night because you'd have like face paint all over you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw a meme recently that was um something like, or it was it was at 9.30 p.m. Can't believe I was only just starting to get ready for a night out at this point. I know. I was like, oh my God, at 9.30, I'm like, crap. Um, have I got time for one more program or do I need to be going up to bed? <laughs> oh. Same. I'm such a grandma, but I love it. Yeah. Um, but no, October's been um, very wed mini. Um, so as a result, quite expensive. But the best thing to happen in October was finding a new TV show that I love. Oh, love um, that. It's not a new TV show. I'm late to the party. Not as late as I was to Breaking Bad, though. Do you have Disney <laughs> Plus, Lauren? I do, yes. Okay. I have actually just, I finished it last night. We, we, it's so good. It's only murders in the building. 
Um, and it's got Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez as the main characters. And so many other celebrity cameos, like Tina Fey's also in it. Um, Jane Lynch is in it. Amy Schumer pops up. Cara Delevingne. Like, it's such a star-studded cast. And it's absolutely joyful. It is, is it? Cozy Crime in a TV series. So, you know, like, I love Vinnie Donovan and Thursday Murder Club. It's that in a TV series. It's about... They all live in the same really posh New York apartment building and there's a murder and they all love listening to true crime podcasts. So they're like, oh my God, true crime podcasters would love to be in the action from the beginning. Why don't we try and solve it and make a podcast? And they've never really <laughs> been friends before, but they all sort of come together because of this murder. And it's like these two old men and this young son <laughs> Gomez. They're like a very unlikely group. Um, and it's just like, she teaches them things. Like one of them hangs up the phone and goes, I'm shook. And they're like, maybe taught me that. <laughs> it's just so good. Best thing about it is it's half an hour episodes. Oh, that is Which good. is so good. Like a 20 minute comedy. You don't really get into anything meaty. Yeah. Sometimes an hour is too long. Half an hour. It's where it's, it's at. Like, oh my God, it's a dream. So at 9.30, it's a tough one's cool. Mm, can I fit another one in or do I go to bed? And it's just been an absolute joy. I watched the whole thing in one week and there's two two seasons. Tough one's cool. <laughs> honestly that's my daily dilemma <laughs> do I go up to bed now or will I be tired if I watch one more thing I love that I saw it advertised quite a lot um but I never actually watched it so I think you've you might have you absolutely me to go and read it, uh, to watch love it. it oh my god it's so good I love Steve Martin as well yeah and um, I've been watching the morning show on Apple TV. Oh. I'm also very late to the party. Um, but I'm, I'm loving later. it. Yeah, you haven't you haven't started it. I really it's want to. So good. And I'm just loving Jennifer Aniston, who is basically Rachel from Friends. Like she right. is Rachel in every character she plays, isn't she? Do you and know what's Reese really interesting? I'm gonna cut you in there, is that Selena Gomez, I read ages ago, back from when she was in Wizards of Waverly Place, that her um the person she aspires to be an actor like is Jennifer Aniston. Oh. Particularly when she plays Rachel in Friends. And then when I had that knowledge, actually yeah. you can see it in some of the ways she delivers some lines. It's so Rachel Green. Oh. Look at this segue between that. these programs. <laughs> anyway, as you were. <laughs> yeah, just Jennifer Aniston and Reese Witherspoon, power couple on screen. They don't really like each other during, um, oh. like in their characters because they're both very like headstrong women um but the plot is brilliant and see I've just started series two and it's set during covid because they had to stop filming because of covid Ooh. and because they're a new show I'm like right at the beginning of series two where they're like being told like what are the five things we should talk about on today's show and someone mentions like a list of four and then says oh and there's this like virus in China mm-hmm. and the news anchor's like no that's not gonna that's not news <laughs> um and then you just start seeing people like start to sneeze and get ill so I know what's coming oh god um, so it's really COVID heavy yeah mm. um I guess because they couldn't not um, just because of the timing that they were filming it as well. Yeah. Um, they had to pause filming. So, yeah, it's just really good. Highly recommend. But they are like hour-long episodes and it is 
It is a lot. If I don't start it early enough in the evening, then I get really sleepy towards the end. Yeah. Do you know what? You should start Only Murders in the building now and then you can, you've got those options at night. Do I I want an hour? Do I want a halfie? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so like, it's, you might think that it's for like children, but they say fuck like every other sentence. (laughs) So it's like, it kind of confirms like this is for adults. It's really enjoyable. Got yeah. Before we talk about books, I do just want to also say that do you know what else is on Apple TV at the moment? I think Chantram. I do because my sister texted me about it. She was like, Jess, it's Lauren's favorite book, Shantram, because it's on Apple TV. And I was like, Do you really think that we wouldn't have known this? She was also <laughs> like, and they just released the um trailer for Beth O'Leary's flat show. And I'm like, obviously I know these things. <laughs> But I love that she knows that it's something you'd want to know. Yeah, yeah. You know? Have you watched that first step then? No, because what I don't like about what Apple are doing at the moment is they're doing like one episode a, re- a week on that a lot so of So 2008. It is. I kind of get it. Like everywhere has a subscription model at the moment. They have to keep you invested so you don't just like get a subscription, then cancel it straight away. But it is really fucking annoying. So I'm waiting for them mostly all to be available so I can like have a proper sesh do you know what's very exciting for me about Shantaram yeah not that I have Apple TV even though I don't (laughs) know why I don't I should just get it um it's only $4.99 a month I think that's a bargain yeah and there's so many shows I want to watch so many (laughs) trying's on there I really want to watch trying this is turning into a TV record (laughs) this is maybe maybe just do that but anyway what I was going to say is that very exciting for me is that um an actor from neighbors r.i.p neighbors um is in shantaram and she's they've made up a character for her so this character's not in the book it's Ooh, like not sure his girlfriend but she's great i really enjoyed her in neighbors as in Devo from when back she home in new zealand yeah oh interesting yeah okay yeah maybe i do like that actually That'd be exciting. i'd exciting. love to know like yeah because he just committed armed robbery went to prison and then flee and never saw his family again what is this what what i reckon his wife and his kids might have a kids thing to say about that, Did you say that in the... oh my yeah, god he's got children yeah shall we talk about some books Ugh, all right <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a stretch because october was not a good reading month for me yeah so i, I got out... have like two books to talk i about. got out my journal to see what i'd read in october and including my current read, one, two, three, four, five, six. Okay, I read, <laughs> I read, I think three, maybe four. Let me just double check. Four. Four All books. Right. Very so, good. Okay, let's It made me look back to then. my August where I'd read three, so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, do you want to go first? Okay. Let's 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 start with the record that everybody's talking about at the moment, which is It Starts With Us by Colleen Hoover. And I know mm. I mentioned it in last week's episode, but I hadn't read it at that point, And I now have. And I also realize it. I called it a prequel last week and it's a, not a prequel. So it's a sequel. Oh, and God, that's so embarrassing. That's we talked a lot about prequels. <laughs> but to be fair, the, the title of the book makes it sound so prequely. It does, doesn't it? It starts um, with us. Yeah, but now when I think about it, kind of makes sense. Uh-huh. Anyhow, <laughs> um, 
regardless I really enjoyed it yeah and um, it was really good I put in my review that the book didn't need a sequel but I'm glad that Colleen Hoover wrote it but it Should didn't have been piss stupid me off not to when everybody loved it ends with us so much like that's uh-huh. a guaranteed moneymaker right there 100% and like that's obviously what's been what's fueled this book yeah but it did piss me a lot of pissed me off a little bit because she gave credit to book talk for inspiring her to write it rude rude what about all the bookstagrammers yeah i know but maybe very personally to be honest i can see that (laughs) but i do think i think when things become a bit of a like internet phenomenon now yeah everything is just always like that's from TikTok, like the TikTok, the TikTok pasta, the TikTok makeup trends. Yeah. Like everything is just giving credit to them now. Mm. And, and maybe no, it's just because we don't go on it. We, we aren't. We aren't. Don't on take it personally. So much. No. We yeah. have a TikTok. We just don't do anything with it. Because I'm just not cool enough. It's really confusing. I actually find reels to be quite easy. And in TikTok, I'm like, fuck, you know, I actually had to like call my 12 year old sister to be like, what is this? <laughs> Same way that she, because there's like so many sisters, she like in her own head has figured out who to go to with which homework or which task. Oh, I so love that. What did she come homework. to you for? She came to me for ordering something on Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> just generally shopping. It was um, dad's birthday the next day. She was like, can you get me this hat for him? <laughs> eight pounds yeah she'll like go to one sister for music homework one for this homework oh I love that yeah now I can go to her with TikTok um what's it about is it just about a relationship off the back of the previous book I appreciate with a sequel it's kind of hard to talk about otherwise you spoil the first book for people so I'll read what it says in the blurb I won't read the blurb itself but it you know they sometimes add a little little bit extra yeah Um, It says, told from the perspectives of Lily and Atlas, it starts with us, gives readers a deeper look into Atlas's past as he and Lily reconnect and rekindle the love they shared as teenagers while navigating a volatile ex-husband who believes Atlas to be one of the reasons his marriage ended. So it picks up where the epilogue of It Ends With Us leaves off. Okay. And I don't want to say where that finished in case somebody hasn't read It Ends With Us. Um, but it was it was really good. There were two new characters in there, which okay. I highly enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, they're called Theo and Josh. Really liked them. A lot of value, a lot of impact, a lot of jokes from those characters. Great. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's nowhere near as good as the first book, but okay. it's... She says in her forward that she wanted to give space for Lily and Atticus to have their moment and be a lighter reading experience than it, it ends with us. And it definitely is that. Okay. That's kind of nice then. Yeah. All right. Well done, I whizzed through it. As you well, make that so. money. <laughs> yeah. I see you, girl. Save the date. From Friday 11th to Sunday 13th of November, Stylist Live will be taking place at the Truman Brewery in Shoreditch, London. This event is always a highlight of the year for me, and they've truly outdone themselves with amazing speakers this year, including some of our faves like Pandora Sykes, Adam Kay, Bernadine Evaristo, and the receipts to name just a few. 
And there is a Waterstones pop-up where some of the authors will be doing signings after their talks. There's also a marketplace with over 100 indie brands. I'm particularly excited to have a browse because it will be perfect for pre-Christmas shopping. Oh, definitely. You'll be able to find everything from cult skincare brands, stackable jewellery, homewares, indie fashion, and even some tasty tipples too. And if that wasn't enough, there's also live catwalk shows curated by the stylist fashion team. If this sounds like a bit of you, then we have been given a discount code for 15% off general admission. Use code BOOKRECOS at stylist.co.uk slash tickets. We'll pop the link in the show notes too. I'm going to follow in your footsteps and talk about a book that I mentioned in like the last, I think it was the last episode, because um, you might all like to know how I got on with it after talking about it. Um and it is Reese Witherspoon's latest book club pick, Wrong Place, Wrong Time by Gillian McAllister. Ooh, I really want to read a good thriller. Yeah, and this was a good one. I'm genuinely sometimes quite nervous to read thrillers in case it's like, oh, it's just like same old, same old. Yeah, same. Is this going to be worth my time reading? Mm-hmm. I'm just going to guess it. Um, but I'm going to read the snop from inside because it's quite a um, thrilling one, if you will, the way they've done it. Late October, after midnight, you're waiting up for your son. He's late. As you watch from the window, he emerges and you realise he isn't alone. He's walking towards a man and he's armed. You can't believe it when you see him do it. Your funny, happy teenage son, he kills a stranger right there on the street outside your house. You don't know who, you don't know why. You only know your son is now in custody, his future lost. That night you fall asleep in despair, all is lost, until you wake and it is yesterday. And then you wake again and it's the day before yesterday. Every morning you wake up a day earlier, another day before the murder, somewhere in the past lies an answer, the trigger for this crime and your only chance to fix the future and save your son. Ooh. A great premise. It does Um, sound great. Yeah, and it's, I mean, we say this about crime books a lot, but like, I actually don't know how she wrote this one. Really? In what sense? Because it goes, it ends up going back years, years and years. Like okay. it starts a day at a time and then she's like, oh Christ, I've jumped a week forward. And then she's like, oh my God, a year forward. And it's because like on that day, something significant will have happened at the time. She didn't really acknowledge as significant, but now she knows that this is happening. Each day she's like, okay, what is a significant thing that I need to be aware of? Try and stop, try and find out who do I need to follow type thing. Got Yeah. Two questions. Number yeah. one, did that get frustrating and or boring? Were you just like, oh, for fuck's sake, can we just get back to the day now and figure out if she stopped it? So interestingly enough, no, it didn't annoy me. But literally last night, and not actually related to this book, we were watching an episode of Family Guy, and it was one where um, Brian and Stewie keep like, tra- t- they keep doing time travel, and each time like they stop 9 11, but then that. Uh, uh, it's like an apocalypse and then they he writes harry potter instead of and like they change something in the future and i turned to my partner and was like isn't it weird how like we all know so much about time travel and like don't change this in the past because in the future it's going to have an effect but it's not like a real thing and actually like <laughs> or to our knowledge it isn't right <laughs> so i kind of forgot that i'd just read this book and then my problem with reading this book wasn't that i was like oh get on with it 
it like added to the thrill because I was like oh my god don't change anything too much or your son might be a daughter in the future and like I was really <laughs> scared about that you know like in about time yes when at one point he changes and his son is now his daughter yeah I was really scared that she was gonna like fuck up the future too much just because of all my knowledge about time travel it is a, it's a really good point but do we all know that because all on some subconscious net level we we are time travelers so we know that we can't change maybe I'll, yeah or like what was the first film book series to do time travel and did they just set the precedent so now any show yeah. film book about time travel is like well as we know from back to the future you can't do this or like what was the first God, one yeah. or did lots of people gather and they were like right let's make up some rules about time travel we're all going to stick to them this is going to be the norm even though it's not a real thing like how did that happen so I've been that. on quite a time travel journey in this, she consults a scientist who has written a paper on time loops. So I'm making it sound really sci-fi. It really isn't. She just occasionally chats with this scientist to like try and figure out what on earth is going on. Um, yeah, it's really good. I took it with me to a hair appointment. And whilst I was sat in an uncomfortable chair, I took my own pillow again. I turn up and I turn up with books, my big <laughs> bottle of like water that's the size of a wine bottle. And a cushion. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm moving in because it's so uncomfortable. Anyway, sitting in that chair for three hours, four plot twists I counted. Mental. Yeah. And I only guessed one of them. So that was so exciting. Oh, that's that's quite impressive. Yeah. They were really good ones and really cleverly done. Ooh. Um, so yeah, loved it. Great thriller. Hi Reco. I need to read more Gillian McAllister, probably. Yes. That's what I'm hearing from that. Yeah. Okay. You're up. What's your next book? Have you got another book? I do have another book. Uh, I also read The White Rock by Anna Hope this month. Oh, yes. I very much enjoyed your summary picture. Yeah. In the autumnal months. (laughs) Here we go. I was just late to read it. Um, I'm going to read the synopsis or part of it um, because it's a complicated one with lots of different timelines. So here we go. The White Rock stands ancient and sacred off the Pacific coast of Mexico, four people across four centuries, each navigating ruptures to the world they know are irresistibly drawn to it. A British writer travels in 2020 with her husband and young daughter to give thanks for the birth of their child. She looks to the White Rock for answers, even as her faith in her marriage and the future itself is unravelling. And I'm not going to read the rest of them. So there's a, a little sl- synopsis about each of the four people who uh. back in time traveled to the White Rock for some reason or another. And then it says, as they each find themselves at the end of the story they have lived by, their tales echo breathtakingly through time. And as the White Rock bears witness to the truth that we are not the first to face days of reckoning, is there still a chance we might not be the last? So... It was a really interesting book. I, it almost was like four different short stories. Oh, okay. You like short story. I do. And, and is Anna Hope the one that wrote Expectation? Expectation. Yeah, and I loved about. Expectation. This is so different. Like could Ooh. not be further from Expectation. Okay. Um, each book had a different writing style like for example sorry each chapter had a different writing style so each character's perspective um and so for example the writer which was set in 2020 
they don't use speech marks, but then in other chapters, they do use speech marks. Mm. And each character is always referred to as their profession. So um, the writer is just, her name is the writer. Um, There's a singer, there's uh, a a captain or something. Um, So it almost felt like, and I don't mean to say this in a rude way, but Anna Hope had four ideas for four different stories and then was like, fuck this, I don't know which one to write. So just put them all into one book Mm. and gave them the common thread of each of these characters are going to go to the White Rock in Mexico. So they felt very separated. And once you'd heard from each of the four characters, each of their chapters are quite chunky. It then went back to the point they left off from backwards forwards. Oh, so it wasn't like one character, like four. No. It was all four, but jumbled. Yeah, it went writer, singer, captain, singer. tribal girl, tribal girl, captain, singer, writer. Uh-huh. It was very, very complicated. Mm. Um, well, not, no, it wasn't complicated at all, actually. It was very straightforward, but it's complicated to explain it. Um, but it was a really good book and the and the writing style was really beautiful. It, I don't know if it helped me in my reading st- slump or it hindered me in my reading slump. Yeah, sometimes long chapters yeah can help you to get through a book you're like I'm not putting this down until I get to the end of it and then you've whacked out 20 pages yeah because on one side I felt like that on the other side I was like well let me you know there are four stories here going on let me get to the end of this story and that's where I'll leave off yeah um so I'd be interesting to see what what she comes out with next whether it will be another rogue one or she'll go back to sort of expectation style of writing, which is more like contemporary women's fiction yeah. or this, which is much more, just felt much more serious. Get you one that can do both. Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of similar to NW by Zadie Smith, which is, I think it's it's either three or four. I think it might be four characters who are from like Northwest London. And um each character has a different writing style. So it took oh. me ages to get into the first character. And then when I was finally in the swing of it, we were with a new character that had a totally different writing style. And I was like, damn it. Like, I was like, now I have to relearn a new one. Um so it is it is cool and it's like a good way to sort of show off your writing skills, I guess. And obviously Sadie Smith is phenomenal. Yeah. <laughs> um intriguing I, would, I haven't seen anyone else read this book but i've seen lots of people read expectation maybe they yeah. haven't made the, connected the dots because yeah they're so different all right well thanks for sharing with us was it a record it was a record <laughs> oh great <clears throat> would you like to hear about my book i would love to it was an audio book um i had a five-hour round trip to do so i was like all right i was i was waiting on borrow box to read this one which is where I prefer to read, listen to audiobooks. Um, but because he's so sought after, the first time it was going to be available at my library was like May 2023. <laughs> so I was like, fine, I've got to drive. I'll use an Audible credit. Um, and it is Undoctored by Adam Kay. Oh, I'm so we jealous. have spoken about his first infamous book, This Is Going to Hurt, on the podcast before. 
Um, but for anyone that doesn't know who Adam Kay is, uh, he used to be a doctor, specifically an obstetrician and gynecologist. And his first book are the diaries of his time as a junior doctor. Some are really funny and some are just really heartbreaking, but it's basically a complete eye opener into life as a junior doctor and just like how the NHS works and what that's mm. like for the people working for them. Mm. And so how does Undoctored compare? It's very different. It's not written as a diary for a start. Um, and it just covers so much. I don't think I quite realised how much because it was going to cover because it's not all just after his time as a doctor. It jumps back to when he was a doctor, like okay. something out of nowhere. And when you're listening to it as an audiobook, you're like, oh, hang on, wait, are we now back in the past? And then you'll see that you kind of yeah. are. So it, it firstly covers like what it was like to leave his profession behind in a family of doctors and everyone being like, so you're a writer now? And him trying <laughs> to actually make it as a writer and being completely broke and trying to get yeah. through. Um, also talks about him coming out as gay. It talks about him writing this is going to hurt and how that book deal kind of came about um having a stalker which came off the back of then being a like public figure if you will talks about how life is as a public figure um also gets quite dark and talks about eating disorders and sexual assault so please know that there are content warnings for this book um but what it kind of mostly does like throughout the whole book is uncover more dark depths of the NHS and like how they don't really look after medical professionals mental health and like the sort of um stiff upper lip mentality that doctors should have and fine well you weren't cut out to be a doctor then like right he's like no I I wasn't cut out to be a doctor because I couldn't deal with that trauma that I was going through and that's okay but instead it's like you're a doctor get on with it um so it was really eye-opening. Um, so is it more like memoir? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. This is a memoir, not diary entries. And it's like so memoir-y considering like he brings up things that I was like, oh my God, like technically wasn't even really related to being a doctor, but it's like mm. generally about his life. Um, and was obviously done quite well. There's some jokes in there, of course. Um, and I assume that this was just for the audiobook, and it's not in the written book but he has um an interview slash chat with a vicar who is no longer a vicar or a priest I can't remember but a religious figure who's left the church um and so they were both kind of talking about like how they left their professions right yeah when they are professions that are like so who you are as a person if you are right and so that was really cool it's kind of like suddenly came out of nowhere he was in the middle of doing his like lockdown diaries because there was a bit of that as well um because obviously he like do you remember his tweet that went completely viral that was clamp for carers no i don't remember that so like because the parking was like so expensive for all these doctors that were having to work over time he tweeted clamp for carers and it like went completely viral so like there's a bit of lockdown diaries and then out of nowhere he just starts interviewing snicker and i was like oh okay um because i was driving it's like i could like consult what chapter i was on or anything (laughs) but it's really interesting oh brilliant it sounds brilliant and i'm glad that some of his humor comes through because that was really what i took away mostly from the first book well not mostly but what i loved so much was his humor yeah definitely and he was and he talks a bit about writing dear nhs which was yes. the fundraising book he did during lockdown what a guy what a guy 
yeah um, I'd recommend that as well maybe as a little book over a physical book Time for our new segment of answering queries for Echoes. And this week we were asked by Hannah for a book about positivity, body positivity. And I'm going to take this one. I am going to Reco One to Watch by Kate Stamen London, which has a plus size main character. And she's fab because she comes across as just like really real. She's very confident in herself believes in visibility and inclusivity, but still has wobbles of self-doubt and things she feels self-conscious about, which is so normal. So I think that's like, it's not that toxic Bopo yeah. vibe. It's like very real Bopo. Brilliant. And what a great fast record, Jess. You really <laughs> stuck to the brief there. Will you remind everyone what it's about? Gladly. So it's kind of like a bachelor type show. Um, yeah. and it's not diverse or inclusive at all as like, like you know, show Love Island and those types of things yeah and so they decide that their bachelor is going to be this plus size blogger which is a totally new thing for them okay and so she's got like I can't remember how many men but like 12 men for example that she's got to like meet and connect with and go on dates with and she's narrowing it down to that like one that she wants to date and so that's where you kind of get this body positivity from. Like she's happy to do it and she blogs about it and like is vocal about change. But then she'll go on a date with one man and she's like, oh my God, like he clearly didn't fancy me at all. How embarrassing for me. This is all on like national television. Oh, right. Okay. But then, you know, it's it's really, really, really readable. So hard to put down and an absolute joy it's yes it's a romance and as we said oh you kind of know where they're gonna go but in this one you actually don't because there's like different men you're like fuck which one is she going to choose and you're like absolutely love one in one chapter and then you're like oh but this one's really sweet in this (laughs) chapter so um that is my body positivity reco for you lovely bit of fiction great reco thanks jess and remember you can email us at hello at bookrecos.com with your queries for future weeks thanks so much for listening if you enjoyed today's episode then like subscribe leave a rating review it costs you nothing it genuinely means the world to us and you should probably share our podcast with your reading buddy too because they'd like to find some new records and if you don't already, then subscribe to our monthly newsletter at www.bookrecords.com. See you next week. We'll be here.